Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prophets in the scriptures. We use the scriptures translation to do our study here. The prophets in the scriptures. We are in Ezekiel. And we are in chapter 3. We're up to verse 22. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through this study. Now, this study is going to show you something about being stubborn as an elect or one that has a job to do for the kingdom. In Ezekiel's case, his job is connected to the people of Israel his brethren. And so, let's take a look at Ezekiel. First of all, let's read chapter 3, verse 22, beginning there. And the hand of Yahweh came upon me there, and he said to me, Arise, go out into the plain, so that I may speak to you there. So I got up and went out into the plain, and see, the esteem of Yahweh stood there, like the esteem which I saw by the river Kiba, and I fell on my face. And the Spirit entered me, and set me on my feet, and spoke with me, and said to me, Go shut yourself inside your house. And you, O son of man, see, they shall put cords on you and bind you with them so that you do not go out into their midst. And I make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you shall be dumb and not be a reprover to them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, I open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Thus said the Master Yahweh, He who hears, let him hear, and he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Now, when I looked at these verses as I was doing the study, there was confusion in what they were saying. You see, it didn't quite fit. Things weren't, something was off. And so, uh, obviously, when you're studying the scriptures and the Spirit is telling you that the translation you're reading or what you're reading in the English, there's something wrong with it, something's off, something's not quite right, you haven't got the right picture, um, 
you can feel that, hear that, sense that, your spirit speaking with the spirit of Yahweh. And so when that happens, if you're tuned to it, if you're listening, then you go into it and the Father will show you truth. And that's, I was having, having trouble with those verses. But let's go through it. Ezekiel gets more instructions. How would you handle this? Let us remember, so far Ezekiel has not done anything without a fight. The only thing he has done so far is to be force-fed the information about lamentation, mourning, and woe from chapter 2. It has been seven days since he returned, and Yahweh Elohim is speaking to him to let him understand the situation. Now in verses 18 through 21, which we did last time, we have the punishment if he doesn't do as Yahweh needs him to do. The next thing we see is Yahweh doesn't send him to anyone to talk to. Did you see that? Verse 22. But to take it one step at a time, Ezekiel is being stubborn. He asked, Yahweh asked Ezekiel to go to, you know, he was bringing him to the captives, which he did. The spirit brought him over there to uh, Tel Aviv, where the captives were. And he went, you know, the spirit brought him. And he was there and he sat seven days saying absolutely nothing. And of course, he was um, angry and bitter about what he was being told. And he definitely didn't want to say anything to his brethren. You see, remember, Yahweh told him, I want you to tell them what I tell you to tell them. And it doesn't matter if they listen to you or not. They probably won't. And don't worry about it because they're not going to like you anymore. And don't worry about it. They're going to try to harm you physically. And many other things. <laughs> and so Yahweh had told him this. That this was what was going to happen. As he tells you know, what it is that Yahweh wants him to tell his brethren. So you see, he arrived and he wasn't interested in any of that. So, since the spirit of Yahweh was strong on him when he arrived, it says, uh, and we're not puppets, when we have a job to do, Yahweh will give us a choice, a chance to do it. If we don't do it, trouble. But he isn't going to force speaking through you. Like those that are possessed with evil spirits, they speak, you know, whatever the evil spirit wants them to speak. They're forced to say the things that they say and to do the things that they do. That's not the way it works with Yahweh. And I believe that Ezekiel is showing us the reality 
of Israel, meaning the way that they were thinking, how they were acting, what they thought of themselves, and how stubborn they were. And Ezekiel is there to show us that even if you have the spirit of Yahweh, if you don't want to do the work that Yahweh wants you to do, you have that choice. And that is what Yah that is what Ezekiel chose to do. So instead of going to the brethren and t telling them what Yahweh had told them to tell them, he decided to just sit there and say nothing. And he was angry and upset while he was sitting there. So I'm not going to say nothing, okay, is what he says. He didn't like chat with them like regular conversation. He just sat there, okay? So, verse 22 is the, the next step. Okay, so seven days, he's not doing nothing. He refuses to speak, and Yahweh is not going to make a puppet out of him. And let's read it, verse 22. And it says, And the hand of Yahweh came upon me there, and he said to me, Arise, go out into the plain, so that I may speak to you there. So, understand that Yahweh had told him, when I tell you to warn somebody, if you don't warn them, you're going to be held responsible for their murder because I'm going to kill them. That didn't budge Ezekiel. And so he's sitting there not doing anything. And, and so Yahweh now wants to get him away from the people. He, he see, he's sitting with the people. And he's been there for seven days. So Yahweh wants to get him alone and have a conversation with talk to him alone. And the reason why is, as we um, see here, is that Yahweh wants to see him, be in his presence, not just, you know, a voice that he hears, the spirit. So, at the river Kiba, Yahweh said, I want to talk to you alone. So, remember, Ezekiel is sitting with the captives at Tel Aviv. And only Ezekiel can hear this command from the Almighty. He didn't say, if you want to meet me there. No. He said, go to the valley and I will talk to you there about what is next. This wasn't a conversation they were going to have. And Ezekiel was upset at the truth he is hearing, not at the people for what they were doing to Yahweh. But not accepting the reality of the, their actions, including himself. Just like today with the brethren. In the book of Ezekiel, it tells us when Ezekiel does feel things and when he 
does things, it tells us that. So we can see how he really um, was and uh, we see what he was willing to do and it tells us that. So just because it says here in chapter 3, go and tell them, uh, and uh, he didn't, we know he didn't because it says he sat there in silence, that it's letting us know that when he did do what Yahweh told him to do, it actually will tell us that. So we will know. We don't have to guess and say, well, Yahweh told him to do this, so he did it. You know, just assuming he did it. Uh, sorry, no. In this book, if Ezekiel was doing it, we were told he did it. And that's what the point is, so that you know how rebellious he's being. Uh, and we are seeing he is willing to do the easy things, like what is going on in verse 22 and 23. So he wasn't willing to talk to the captives about those lamentations, mournings, and woes that Yahweh had told him to do. But when Yahweh said, you know, go to the valley, because that's what he told them to do, so I can talk to you in verse 22. 23 tells us in the beginning, so I got up and went out into the plain, which is the valley. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, he did that. He was willing. See how it tells us what he's actually doing, so we know if he actually did it? Guess what happened when he got to the valley? Well, the rest of the verse tells us. It says, And see, the esteem of Yahweh stood there like the esteem which I saw by the river Kiba. So guess what? When he was with the captive sitting there with a bunch of people around him, Yahweh was speaking to him and it wasn't doing any good because he wasn't paying attention to him. He didn't care what he had to say. Imagine that. It's just mind-boggling. Okay. He saw Yahweh. He went to heaven. He saw this stuff and he's refusing okay and so Yahweh's telling him you're going to be held responsible for murder if you don't tell him what I tell you to tell him that didn't work so Yahweh wants to appear to him again to remind him remember me hey <laughs> you know and that's why he didn't want to do that with the captives so you see he wants Ezekiel to make the free will choice to do this work. Now, as an elect, and Ezekiel definitely was an elect, as an elect, Yahweh knows that Ezekiel ultimately will do what he's supposed to do, what Yahweh needs him to do during captivity. 
and for the brethren. But this is showing us that not all the elect, which Jonah was another example, not all the elect that have things to do, like the prophets, for Yahweh really want to do it. You know, not all of them are like gung-ho, okay? Even Jeremiah had a problem with it, um, you know, because of the rebellion of the people of Israel and how mean they were and bitter they were. And it's not nice. Uh, you know, you don't want that. You know, you don't want to feel that. So the elect can, yes, they can fight with Yahweh and let their flesh control them, which is what's going on with Ezekiel, you see. He's letting his flesh control his actions. And so Yahweh gets them out away from the captives now and Yahweh appears to him again remember me Ezekiel remember remember you saw me seven days ago so what happens here when he actually sees Ezekiel and how did Ezekiel handle another encounter with the Almighty And that would be the rest of this verse, of course, is um, 23. And what did he do? And I fell on my face. Well, you have the whole presence of the Almighty <laughs> in all of his power and glory. It's a little bit overwhelming, okay? So what did he do? He was thinking in the flesh. He was human. He was afraid of it. You know, he was afraid of the power. So he fell on his face, you know, like in worship. Like, <laughs> oh no, no. You know, his flesh was overwhelmed with the presence of the Almighty. Oh, his flesh was overwhelmed with the presence, but he was one stubborn human. He definitely was. And we're going to find out that today. It's, it's amazing, the stuff that happens. Let's read verse 24, the beginning of it. And the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. So, again, Yahweh doesn't want us cowering in fear. He wants us standing and listening. He wants his attention. Okay, so Ezekiel met him in the valley, and, and that's good. So we see that, remember we were saying Ezekiel wasn't doing what he wanted him to do most of the time, but the easy stuff like, okay, go to the valley and meet me there. He, he was okay with doing that. He didn't have to say nothing to his fellow captive, Judah. And, uh, you know, that was good of him, wasn't it? And the rest of um, 24 says, And said to me, Go shut yourself inside your house. So the next instruction was, Go back to your house and stay there. 
we don't see this instruction being done right away. And, of course, shut yourself in your house means don't leave your house, shut yourself in your house. That was what Yahweh had said to him. And verse 25 says, And you, O son of man, see, they shall put cords on you and bind you with them so that you do not go out in their midst. Now, this verse has to be explained. Okay, and this was my problem. It didn't make any sense. He wasn't saying anything to them. They didn't know what Yahweh wanted them to know. So the captives weren't mad at Ezekiel. And it's making you think that this is talking about the captives. Well, no, it's not. Um, Yahweh is letting Ezekiel know something very important. It's not the captives that are going to tie him up. Yahweh is telling him that once he gets home, he will be tied up so he can't leave. You're going to stay in your house. And they, as in they, it doesn't tell us who they are, and they are obviously servants of Yahweh, like angels. <laughs> Whoever it was, they were going to come and tie Ezekiel up when he went home. And verse 26 says, Oh, why? Because that's why. Why, why was Yahweh going to have him tied up? at his house because he is still refusing to do what Yahweh wants him to do he's still refusing so 26 tells us and I make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you shall be dumb and not be a reprover to them for they are a rebellious house so again this doesn't make sense see Yahweh wanted him to reprove Israel <laughs> so so why would Yahweh be making him not speak, you know, to Israel? What It doesn't make any sense. It's not. So these two verses are put together so you understand Yahweh is a little bit upset at Ezekiel. The Almighty then tells him, since you are still refusing to do as I have commanded to do, you were told, go tell the captives who sat there for seven days. Didn't say nothing. Then, so because of that, you will not be allowed to speak because you are just like them rebellious. So that's what those verses are actually saying. Verse 24 isn't talking about Israel or Judah or the captives it's talking about Ezekiel it shouldn't say not to be a reprover to them you see it's him that is having trouble he's not going to do it and then it says uh, for they are rebellious house and so what Yahweh is saying is he's not talking about Israel in general he is he's including Ezekiel in that. You are all rebellious and you're just like them, Ezekiel. 
So you see, that's what's going on. He's refusing to do what Yahweh wants him to do. And so Yahweh saying, okay, you're not going to do what I want you to do. No matter what I say to you, it doesn't matter to you. Go back to your house. You're going to get going to stay there you're going to be tied up you're not going to be able to do anything you're not supposed you're not going to be able to say anything okay at your house that's the way you want to do it that's the way you want to be okay we'll have it we'll have it that way and then 27 says but when i speak with you i open your mouth and you shall say to them thus said the master Yahweh, he who hears, let him hear, and he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. The Almighty tells him that when he wants him to speak to the people, you will only be allowed to say the words that I want you to say. That's it. You're not going to have chit-chat. You're not going to say how you're doing or any of that stuff. Remember, when Yahweh had told Ezekiel to go to tell the captives what he had just learned, he sat there in their midst for seven days saying nothing. So the Almighty is saying, you want to play that game and keep being bitter, then do it at your house. Meaning, you are a worthless servant right now. Son of Adam, you are just like Adam was. Understand, it doesn't say he did it, meaning Ezekiel went home. This is still not being done. Ezekiel isn't going home yet. And then you have chapters 4 through 7. We haven't read them yet. We're not going to read them right now. But I want us to see something very important. So, Everything written in chapters 4 through 7 are not yet done. Just because they're written, just because Yahweh is telling Ezekiel to do it, doesn't mean he's doing it. He refuses to do anything that he is supposed to do. And we know that by what we're going to look at in a little while. We see that Yahweh has enough by chapter 8. But you see what happened is that Yahweh kept coming back to Ezekiel saying, okay, this is what I want you to do. He didn't do it. This is what I want you to do. He didn't do it. This is what I want you to do. He didn't do it. On and on and on and on it went. Ezekiel didn't do any of it. I want us to read what happens to stubborn Ezekiel. And, you know, I, I've never seen this before. It's amazing to me. So, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 8. Alright. And I want you to read with me uh, verse 1. And it came to be in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth of the month, as I sat in my house with the elders of Yahudah sitting before me, that the hand of the master Yahweh fell upon me there. So remember, remember what had happened? Uh, way back here, Ezekiel had um, first encountered the supernatural, the living creatures, 
Yahweh on the fifth of the month in the fifth year of the sovereign Jehoiakim's exile. And now, and it came to be in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth of the month. Okay? So, in this verse, we see this is one year later from his first encounter and the Almighty has asked him to do things, told him things in that year, but has Ezekiel done it? No, he's done none of it. It's fallen on deaf ears. Ezekiel is in his house and the elders are there with him. Okay. So, I want you to go back here with me. And uh, verse 4 I mean, uh, chapter 4 is telling him to lay on his side and lay on the other side, you know, and it's 390 days or whatever, and then 40 days. So um, you're talking all of that would have taken more than a year. Ezekiel would have still been on his side, since so that tells us he didn't do that. And then in chapter 5, Yahweh tells him, take a sharp sword, take it as a Baba's razor, and you shall pass over your head and your beard, and you shall take scales to weigh and divide the hair. So he's going to be bald. So that's the next thing, you know, that Yahweh tells him to do. I want you to get bald, and I want you to, so you don't want to lay on your side, let's do this. So just cut your hair off, and then do what I tell you here to show um, Israel the deal. Well, did he do that? No. Uh, and we'll see that he didn't do it. Verse 2. And I looked and saw, in uh, chapter um, 8, by the way. And I looked and saw a likeness, like the appearance of fire, from his waist and downward the appearance was like fire, and from his waist and upward the appearance of brightness, like glowing metal. This is um, an angel. This is one of the angels. Probably Michael. Could be Gabriel, but you know, it's one of them. Anyway. <laughs> and um, so this angel appears and it's, you know, in Ezekiel's home. And it's this uh, being is bright and glowing. Okay, now he's, there's elders there. He's sitting with the elders, okay? And let's see what verse 3 tells us this supernatural being sent from Yahweh does. And that supernatural being on fire, <laughs> glowing with brightness, and he stretched out the form of a hand, so he, you know, he had the appearance or likeness of a human, and what did he do? And took me by a lock of my hair. <laughs> See, he didn't shave his head, did he? 
And the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heavens and brought me to brought me in visions of Elohim to Jerusalem. So it's not important about all of that. The important part there that this powerful, bright being sent by Yahweh grabs Ezekiel by his hair, which he wasn't supposed to have, by the way, and brought him up into the air. Did you see that? <laughs> he grabs up. He, Yahweh is really upset. And of course, Ezekiel is taken out of the house by his hair, which was supposed to be gone. If he had done what Yahweh had told him to do, it wouldn't have been there. And that's why he was taken by his hair. So, wow. The father doesn't fool around. When someone is being stubborn about helping and warning his brethren, uh, he's going to get to a limit and the way the father does it you see as we see here in Ezekiel the stubbornness of Ezekiel in these chapters and stuff is that he the father gives him a choice of doing this and didn't do that so he gave him a choice to do this and he didn't do that and another choice to do this or that or this so see Ezekiel has been given a lot of different options and that's the way the father works you know um, sometimes when the father wants us to do something for the kingdom for whatever reason and you know I know this from personal experience that you know that sometimes we just don't do it um, and so the father gives us other options so that we can get the work done and uh, and so you see that's what's going on here with Ezekiel he has had so many opportunities so many times that he could have done what the father wanted him to do and um, and we see that a year later, he's a year and a month or so, he is still not doing what Yahweh has asked him to do. And so Yahweh has had enough. That's it. Um, we will be going through the chapters we skipped over, but I just wanted you to see that. I just found that absolutely amazing. Um, I wanted us to understand Ezekiel was stubborn and by at this point that we've read up to so far here in 8 today that he has not done anything and he's refusing to do anything and he's very stubborn and rebellious and like being one of the boys so Remember what Yahweh had told him? He said, go back to your house and you're going to be stuck there and you're only going to be able to talk when I send you to talk to someone. And so we see that in chapter 8, he's back in his house 
and it's been a year or over and the elders are there but guess what he hasn't left his house in a year and he isn't allowed to talk because he's refusing to do the things that Yahweh wants him to do amazing stubborn well the brethren today are just like this you know there are brethren that are supposed to be doing the works of the kingdom and and they're not and so the father needs us to to do works to our job is to help the brethren to tell them the error of their way if that's what we're called to do and so if he can't um, depend on his you know children those that are doing his works to do his works then there's a lot of trouble a lot of things go wrong the brethren are not warned and the brethren go down these bad paths which we see today and that completes this study prophets in the scriptures and next time we'll pick it up in Ezekiel chapter 4 we'll just be going over those things to see what he was um, you know was supposed to do and uh, just uh, show you interesting stuff Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.